You just gotta keep living, man. L-I-V-I-N. Welcome to the Rock Your Life Podcast. Discover the tools you need to fulfill the highest, truest expression of yourself. From family and wellness to business and goals, it's time to dream out loud. It's time to rock it. This stuff will rock your world. Rock! And now your host, Chasta. Welcome, everyone, to the Rock Your Life Podcast. I am Chasta, and we have a very special episode for you today. I will be introducing you to a dear friend of mine, Lisa Montrose, or maybe you're here because you saw Lisa Montrose share this, and you're new to me. And if that's the case, I want to make sure you know what this Rock Your Life podcast is all about. And basically, it is a self-awareness podcast, I like to call it, where we dig in to life's topics, some of them very hard, as today you will find out uh, we are talking about something that isn't totally easy, uh, but necessary. And Lisa is such an amazing human, and she's willing to go there with me to talk about depression and anxiety and suicide and how we deal with grief. So the concept of Rock Your Life is whatever you're going through, whatever you're doing in your life, do it as big and loud and proud and wonderful as you possibly can. Put all of your energy into it and rock it. Hence the name Rock Your Life. Now, Lisa Montrose and I, we are dear friends, but we haven't known each other that long. It was just a relationship that sparked in the very first second that we were introduced. Her and I are kindred spirits. She is an incredible woman as you will find out if you don't already know about her. She was the wife and unfortunate widow of the great guitar legend Ronnie Montrose. Ronnie passed away of suicide back in 2012, and she has really done such a beautiful job in dealing with his death and putting her heart out into the world in order to help other people feel that they aren't alone in dealing with tragedy and trauma and suicide. And she has talked very openly with me before about this on Soundwaves TV. We have had private conversations, and I was so honored that she was willing to come on this podcast today and have this conversation. I was thinking about the world as it is right now dealing with COVID-19. And the truth of the matter is that everyone is grieving in some way. Either you have had somebody who has become sick with COVID-19 or maybe even passed away, Maybe you've had a financial loss or lost your job entirely and you're grieving that. Or you had a wedding or a vacation or a reunion or an anniversary or a graduation, something that was canceled or changed due to this virus and you're grieving that. Or maybe you're simply grieving the fact that you can't see your family and friends. Or the fact that your entire life, your schedule, everything about your day in and day out activities has changed. Whatever it is, the whole world is affected by this at one time. And in a sense, on some level or another, the whole world is grieving together. That's why I wanted to talk with Lisa Montrose today. She has gone through trauma. She has gone through grief. And she has spent a lot of time working it out. And she has developed an incredible what we're going to call today a toolbox for us to get into to help us deal with the trauma that we're going through right now on whatever level that is for you. And these things are tangible. You can put them into action in your life today. And she has so much wisdom to share. Lisa is a true angel on earth. She is a straight talker, though. She's very sweet, but she gets right to the point. 
and she is completely full of knowledge to share with us. I do want to say a few things. This may be a bit of a triggering situation for some because we are talking about suicide. And I want to make sure that if you're dealing with depression, anxiety, and of course, suicidal thoughts, please take the time reach out to someone. You can always call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. It is 1-800-273-8255. You can even chat with them online if you don't feel comfortable picking up the phone. Also, there are plenty of resources. I will give those at the end of this podcast. Uh, You can do online therapy. There are apps that you can download that will help you through things. There are so many ways to get help these days. You do not have to battle this alone. Also, I do want to mention Lisa and I are passionate people, so we may have a couple of cuss words in here. So if there are little ones around, feel free to put the old headphones on. Nothing crazy, but I just wanted to give you that little courtesy. All right, you guys, let's get into it. The wonderful Lisa Montrose. Hey, Chasta. Hi, Lisa. How are you? Good. How are you doing, girl? I'm doing great. Just so you know, I have already done the intro to this, so I've already explained to everyone that you're a saint actually living on earth and that you and I, (laughs) that you and I met only, uh, it was like a year and a half ago now, which is really strange to me because it feels like I have known you forever. And it's, I find it weird how some people in life you just instantly connect with and it's like all of a sudden you're like, you've known each other forever. Isn't that weird? Right. Well, I mean, we're all spirits in the material world, right? That's right. And if we're, we're, if we're, if we're one of another, it makes sense to me. You know, it's just like, oh, we just connected again. Exactly. Yeah. And I agree with the again part. So we're just going to go with that. We were sisters in our previous life. How about that? <laughs> I dig it. Man. I totally do. I totally do. Yeah. So, yeah, I just uh, I want you to know, like I went through your notes and I, I have things to add here and there, but I would yeah. love for you to just take us through um, you know, as you see fit, because uh, the truth of the matter, Lisa, is, you know, when I was thinking about you and thinking about what we're going through right now, and I say we're going through, I'm talking right. about the whole world. And yes. and it yes. dawned on me that the whole world is grieving right now because yeah. of COVID in a different, in, in one way or in a, uh, the other. And it's like either people are grieving actual humans that they've lost because of COVID or they're, you know, they're grieving job losses or financial losses in some way, or maybe they're grieving weddings or graduations or, you know, any of those huge life moments that were supposed to happen vacations. I mean, I missed out on my 10 year wedding anniversary vacation, you know? So it's like the whole world at one time is grieving one thing or the other. You know, and I, I don't know in my lifetime specifically, the closest I can think of is, is nine 11. And that was for our country, but that wasn't, the whole world didn't feel that like we did. You know what I mean? Exactly. And, and what you're talking about too, Chesta, is there's the primary loss, like blammo, you're in shelter in place. Mm -hmm. And then all these other ones ripple to the surface, the secondary losses, like, I don't have a job. You know, how am I going to make my rent? Yeah. Or, oh, shit, I don't get to go on my family vacation. Or uh, I've been planning that wedding for a year and now we don't get to have it. Mm-hmm, you know, like, mm-hmm. and there's all those losses that stack up and really hit people hard. And yeah. some people can navigate change and some people can't. And I had one friend say to me, 
Ronnie's um, colleague, actually, he said, well, I want my old life back. And I just said to him, I said, you know what? Newsflash, that ain't going to happen. So let's let's just come up with a new plan and accept it as best we can each day, you know? And that's what reminds me of 9-11. It's interesting that you say that, Lisa, because there are certain things, if you go back and you think about the world, at least in this country, um, the world as it was before 9-11, there were things that were, we were used to doing that are so foreign to us now. For one example, going to the airport, right? When we used to go to the airport, you could walk all the way up to the gate, drop your family off or sit with them while they waited on their flight, right? I mean, things like that. That from that moment on, from the moment that that plane hit that tower, things changed and never went back. And I feel like with Corona, like the minute we shut down and we realized like the level of this thing, there are things that we'll never go back to. Like life won't ever be quote unquote what it was. And I think that's what people are grieving too is the normalcy of their life that that part of it is just, it's just gone. Right. And, and then also that part that's a little bit, it's irritating for me because I'm just such a, I could be fluid about it, but Mm -hmm. there's people that are in sheer fear and paranoia. And I have to remind myself to not be a little judger and (laughs) you know what I mean? And say, calm down, you know, you're not them. You don't know how it feels. Maybe they're a germaphobe already to begin with, you know? And, um, so it, people are going through it hardcore. I talk a lot about giving myself grace. And in this time, I'm trying to find a way to give myself grace and just follow the river of emotions that I have, whatever that is. I'm going to yeah. tell you a funny story. This happened the other day. I was on a run because part of your list here that we're about to get into is moving your body. And I yeah. run all the time. And that is more for mental therapy than anything else. The other day I'm running and my playlist is very curated and it's, you know, it's very personal, obviously as everyone's playlist is. And a song from Chicago came up that my dad who passed away 14 years ago, uh-huh. uh, it came up Lisa, I crumbled. I was like trying to run and the, and it's Chicago. Like it's the cheesiest ass me. I love Chicago. Though. I do too. My dad was a huge, he loved any like cheesy love song. He was all in, all in. Oh. And, I, but I just went with it. I was like, you know what? Like, I'm just, I'm feeling this whole moment right now. I feel like I'm in touch with my dad in this moment and I just let it out. And I think giving yourself these moments, whatever the moment is, if it's a, a cheesy Chicago song that hits you or it's something else, like just roll with it and let that moment happen and then let it pass and give yourself grace. If you get angry or short, yeah. like recognize that and then pivot and go, okay, I was short with my kid or whatever. And now I need to recognize it, acknowledge it, learn from it. And we're just going to keep on trucking. Right. So true. You started this list, Lisa, with resiliency. And I just want to say, I explained it in the intro about your story and about Ronnie's passing. Um, But the one thing that just is remarkable to me is your spirit of just picking up and being able to continue to live your life with as much positivity and grace and beauty and all of the things that you do because the way that Ronnie passed was very in an instant for you you know your life changed your life was very much one way and then as soon as that happened 
it was very much another way. And it was like the rug, you know, was completely pulled out from under you. And so when I was thinking of this concept of, you know, the world grieving and feeling that that instantaneous shocking loss, I thought, my God, Lisa is the perfect person to talk about this. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, I wasn't, you know, like I didn't get too dark in there, but you know, just from you being my friend, I couldn't even open up a piece of mail or spell my name on a paper. Mm -hmm. And that was for probably six months. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was in, um, what do they call that? Uh, shell shock. Yeah. And so I was afraid to go to sleep and that's the part I don't say in here, but I was afraid to go to sleep because as soon as I would open my eyes, I would go (gasps) like that. And it, and I was afraid to go down because I knew it had all hit me. It would flash back. back. I was just, I was not okay. What I admire about you, which the list is so long, but oh. what I admire about you is that you're you're very open and willing to talk about what happened with you and what happened with Ronnie because I think that you really yeah. respect that, first of all, it happens to others. And yeah. in talking about it, not only do we find a place to heal, but we also let others know that, they're not alone and that those feelings are very real. They're very normal. They're shareable amongst humans. These are all things that we go through, you know, and I think um, being resilient or trying your damnedest to find a way to be resilient is, is a great place to start. So I would love to start there and, you know, and, and talking about some of the simple things that you came up with. Um, Some of them may sound simple. They may not be as simple as we'd like, but to help kind of fortify ourselves, like you said. And you know, because you're such a health wizard, and I am too, this is just the start of the list. This oh, yeah. This is small, small part of my day, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I don't want to hit them. you got to keep it simple, you know, hit them with just enough. Right, right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. How did you um, come up with this list and how did you, you find these tools? Like, did you do therapy or is this like a, a Lisa finding? These were my things along the way that I grabbed, but, oh yeah, I've done tapping therapy, mm-hmm. you know, all kinds of trauma debriefing, you know, like, you know, I was in therapy for five days a week for over a year and a half. And I remember saying to the therapist, um, this doesn't seem normal. You know, this mm-hmm. doesn't seem normal. Who goes to therapy five days a week with all these other, all these modalities. And she's like, Oh no, Lisa, for you and what you've gone through, this is normal. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, I would... my God, man, then I'm really fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> but... No, I think that is, I mean, I, I haven't done a uh, therapy. My mom is a psychologist and, and she, oh, wow. yeah. So I was sort of raised in therapy, I guess, if you will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're um, so, you seem so like you, you're, you're self-aware, you're balanced that way. I've really always um, tried my hardest. Like my, my word of 2020, which is funny that I chose it um, back at the last few days of 2019, not having any idea what we were headed into, but my, my word of the year was uh, intention. And I wanted yeah. to live with intention. And I think that's a word of a lifetime. Um, but I, it, I had specifically picked it for 2020. And, you know, it's come up so many times, like being intentional in times of stress and intentional in times of trauma. Like when I'm really stressed out and my son, let's say, has a fit, I have to tell myself, like, I am intentionally choosing calm right now or I'm going to yeah. lose my shit. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm yeah. just keeping it real for everybody. Like that's, that's true. And so you have to really 
be very, very well thought out in your plan and what your your action plan is of the day, what you want to get out of the day, and just sort of go through every moment with intention. And that's what I love about your list is like, okay, you have this very tangible list of things. And I'm going to put this list up on my website oh, as well, yeah, if you don't yeah. mind, so that people have, no, no, they can go back and, and reread it or print it out or whatever they want to do. I'll probably turn it into a printable PDF for people. But okay. it's a really good list that you can just print out and go, okay, like here are things that I can help, you know, that can help me get through my day. And I love that you started with have a reason why this is probably my favorite. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, because here's the thing. Um, people will say, why, why even do this? It doesn't even matter. You know, my husband's gone or, you know, I don't have a job and I'm, I'm my bills and whatever. And so I think it's like, you know what, go and find the reason why, because it's like, I don't want to, people don't always think about caring for themselves from their temple on the inside out externally and internally. Um, but if you can go, you know what, I'm going to do it for my son. Mm -hmm. I'm going to do it so that his life is better, or I'm going to do it for the next seven generations, or I'm going to do it for my grandchildren, you know, like mm -hmm. whatever you got to grab onto, whatever is your anchor grab that and hold on to that because that's your that's your divining rod exactly you know? oh, so good that's so true yeah. yeah when I had a kid that became my why and it's funny that yeah. you say your reason why because Cody and his little picture is actually listed on my website as the reason for rock your life he is the oh. reason for this podcast and, it, and that may sound a little like shallow like oh my my son he's no. the reason why but the, the thing is is like this podcast is challenging me to think intentionally every single week about what is happening in my life for the world, what's happening in the lives of others, how I can push forward to be better as a human, encourage other people to be better as humans, and really come together and discuss these things, even if the conversations are hard, and sometimes they are. You and I have had um, public yeah. conversations on Soundwaves TV, and we've had private conversations about, you know, suicide and, and what you've gone through. And, you know, those aren't those aren't easy conversations. These are not things that you just want to sit down and chat about, <laughs> but they do good. They do good work in, in the world. And so doing this podcast is super important, and that is why, because I want to leave this, not to be morbid, but I want to leave this behind yeah. as part of my legacy that my son one day will look back on and go, wow, my mom really put in some work here. Oh, you did. And you have just from the first podcast on the pilot podcast, I mean, you said things that people think about and I'm like, oh, that's silly. Nobody wants to hear me, you know, hear that I'm writing in my gratitude journal every day or I'm checking mm -hmm. out my dream catcher. But you know what people do? They and do. that's we're all the same. We're all of one tapestry. That's right. Um, I'm so glad you're doing this podcast. I'm like, yay. Somebody's the mouthpiece for us. And then within that, we can all be invited to share. Yes. And I'm so, so grateful for you being willing to share with me, you know, multiple times, like I said, on the yeah. TV show. And, and we focused a little bit more on Ronnie because that is a TV show. And of course, yeah. Ronnie being the monster, you know, rock yeah. and roll superhero, if you will, you know, that was the focus. Right. But this one is more about you. Um, and just because you're such a, a light in this world and, and everything that you've gone through, I definitely think you have some serious wisdom to give. Thank so. you. Oh, and the, the other little tail end on that is, so let's just say I decide to do this for my child, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to do this because of him. Um, but you know, as a mama, I can't really be 100% there for him unless I take care of my own mask first. Yes. Put on the mask first. Otherwise, he's going down. Amen. Right? They so always say, uh, you know, you can't pour from an empty cup. 
I, I yeah. tell myself yeah. that all the time because as moms, you can feel guilty about taking time out for yourself. Like there are times where, you know, I'll take time to work out or take time to run. And, and my immediate reaction is um, that I feel mom guilt that I'm not giving that time devoted to my son. But I'm like, at the end of the day, holy crap, it's 30 to 40 minutes. And that immediately fills my cup back up. And then I can be a more patient, more calm, more centered human to raise him. And that to me right. is, it's worth it. it. It's definitely worth it. There's no doubt about it. It's your strategy. Yeah. 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 Now, obviously isolation is a big deal right now because we're forced to sort of live in isolation. Now, some of us, you know, have our families that we're with, uh, you live with your sweet mama who I absolutely adore. Um, you know, and I have my, <laughs> my family. Um, but, but let's talk about isolation because I think we forget that there are lots and lots of people out there that are going through this completely alone. They live alone and they're not able to reach out to family or friends. And that's, that's a very, a hard thing, I would imagine. I, I, yeah, I think, I think it is. I, I remember I was like arm wrestling with this many years ago. Like, well, I'm doing solitude. There's a difference, you know. Mm, yeah. <laughs> That's what I would tell people, and they're like, no, no, you're not. No, you're not. <laughs> so know the difference. And if you feel like there's something going on, and you find you're ruminating, and you're in your own head, like stay in your head, you're dead. Mm -hmm. That's my thing. And so get out there, call somebody, even if it's once a day, you just text and go, ugh, this day sucks. You yes. know, like just try something or can you call me tonight or um, just reach out and find somebody that will listen or engage. Like, don't just go in video games, you know, like mm -hmm. engage in the world of talking online mm -hmm. or um, those sorts of things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I also, I want to point out that if you are that friend to somebody who is truly in isolation and they need you, um, you really talk about listening and listening being power. And yeah. I, I just want to point out to try to do something different. Listen to understand and don't listen to respond. I have yeah. found that, yeah. you know, there are, there are actually multiple people in my life that they, they, when you're talking, they're listening, but you can actually see them like in their head and they're coming up with their, what they're going to say next. So, you know, they're kind of sort of listening, but they're really just listening to figure out what their next point is and move on. And I think really listening to understand what the person is saying is so super important and something we could probably all work on. I mean, I think that the reason why I'm able, able to talk to you about this is all because of my uh, circumstance with Ronnie. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel sometimes I get very I go in that guilty mode. It still tinges me a little bit like, shit, did I not listen? Was he telling me? But he was the master of metaphors. Mm -hmm. So he was. He was trying to flim flam me and um, not, you know, take me off guard. But now that I know what suicide looks like, or now that I know what depression looks like, you better believe it. If I have a friend who I think is, is isolating and I may, it may be better for me to reach out mm -hmm. and I'm just going to flat out ask the question because I am a realist now. That's what's happened uh, because of this. And I would say, um, hey, are you feeling depressed or uh, would you ever think of taking your own life? Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm not afraid to ask those questions now. I think it's so. important to get down to brass tacks to be frank, yeah. you know, like let's totally. not beat around the bush because like you're saying, sometimes when people do that, like what Ronnie did, you know, with you, like you can't see through the weeds there. You don't know if you're no. not a person who deals with stress, anxiety, or depression, you may not see those moments. You may, they may not present any red flag to you at all. 
you know? So if you're not really asking those specific questions and you're not forcing the issue, then sometimes you just might not have any idea. And also my own denial. Did I ever mm-hmm. want to, did I ever want to see suicide? Did I ever want to see my friend, my loved one in the depths of depression? Right. No. Right. So I think I was turning a blind eye and I was like, boy, he's being crabby today. You right. Know? Exactly. <laughs> but there's always another message. And now I've learned that the hard way, you know, so that's why I want to share with everybody. If there's one thing you can get, get from this, it's like, be there and listen. And if you think you need more than, you know, my friends can't help me, then call a hotline, you know, get some therapy, you know, reach out and you know yourself best. So trust your, trust your intuition, like, Ooh, I might be going down a dark path here. And there is zero shame in reaching out zero shame. Uh, there's um, always humans out there that want to love and support you and help you and hear you out. You know, whether you have that in a friend, a family member, or, you know, someone on a line that is trained to be able to walk you through that dark moment, you know, there's somebody out there for you. Right, right. And it's like um, with depression, you know, or, or the, those those horrible emotions, it's like um, a lot of times, I don't know what the percentage is in America, but a lot of times it's an undiagnosed uh, illness, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And but if but if I broke my arm, you better believe I'm going to urgent care and I've got a cast and I'm walking into the store and people see that, uh, you know, they see it or exactly you know right. my moms would know if I got a diagnosis of some illness, you know. But mm-hmm. but mental illness or mental de- or depression, those kind of things, it's a different thing and it's nothing to be ashamed of and it's it's the unseen. It's the unseen illness sometimes. That is exactly why I thought it was so important for us to talk about this too, because, you know, like you said, if you have a broken leg, like everyone sees it, they, they feel empathy for you. They know that you're struggling and, and life goes on. Right. But with depression, anxiety, all those things that are a mental game, you know, people can't see that. So they're not as empathetic to it sometimes and they don't understand it or they can push it back or downplay it and a and hundred other things. And so I think mental health is something that we have got to start really openly talking about and just crack that case open and go, look, this is nothing to be ashamed of. And millions of people deal with this every single day. Right. And that's why I think, man, is that my mission now? It seems yeah. to be because, because now that he did that, I, I say to you, and I've said it before, he didn't leave quietly. So right. <laughs> people yeah. are looking this way, you know, and I'm going to speak up for him. And I know the gentle, sweet nature he was, he would say, Lisa, talk to that guy, you know, go yeah. talk to that guy. And he used to say the most beautiful thing when we would be driving down the street in San Francisco and he'd see somebody that was, you know, a a homeless person. You could see they had mental illness or they were having a really hard day or somebody crying on the bus. He would always catch it. And he'd say to me, Lisa, that was that's somebody's baby. You Mm. know, they need help, too. I mean, he was such an empath that way. God. I think about that. We're all somebody's baby. Let's help each other. Oh, gosh, you're tearing me up. That is so absolutely true. I don't want to get too completely personal with you, but I'm just curious. Was there ever a time when he told you, like, this is a path that I could see for myself? Like, I could could see myself taking my own life or depression is really, like, how how overly expressive was he or was he not? No, this was Ronnie. He was, he was always the happy guy. Mm -hmm. He would keep it all in. He'd never complain. Um, 
he was a belly aker sometimes, but not like I have this mental like rum- ruminating thought. No, he would just say, he said, Lisa, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. And I said, honey, take a nap. But what he was trying to tell me, and then at the very, like just a few days before his death, he said, I'm, um, you know, I'm just so tired. I've lived a long life of, uh, you know, I've lived more in a week than people live in their lifetime. And he goes, I'm just tired. I'm just wow. tired. But I didn't know he was saying, I'm tired and I'm going to leave you. Right. You know, I'm right. tired. I'm going to take my life. So it was his way. That was as close as he got to it. The reason know? I asked that specific hard question is because I'm watching a TV show, which is obviously, you know, fake, but the, one of the characters is a man who is dealing with extreme stress and trauma and he won't let it out he paints this you know life he uses humor and silliness and physically turns around and you see him almost morph his face and put on like this happy face and joker face and I I really truly believe that a lot of people do that and I think men are probably plagued with that because you know at least in our society it's sort of downplayed that guys can't show emotion or they can't cry or they can't be moved or upset by something and I think that's so detrimentally wrong and I am definitely teaching my son to talk about how he feels and his emotions. And I, I, I really think there's a lot of power in that. Yeah, there is. Did you did you um, see the Joker? No, I haven't nope. because I'm afraid okay. of clowns. But <laughs> okay. yeah, I, me too. But also, I don't like anything scary or yeah. violent, violent thrillers. But the basic moral of the story is, is he was misunderstood and had a mental illness yeah. and it was misunderstood. So he flipped it and did that eerie, that eerie um, laughter. You yeah, know? right. And people were like, who is this jerk? You know, but really you know, he had a mental illness. And that is exactly why you can't believe what's on the surface. Like you, if something seems like it could be wrong, you got to dig in. There's always more to the story, right? Right. Yeah. And I've, and I, you know, I, I've lost another friend in the last year. Same. Now I see, oh my God, he was just like Ronnie and I didn't catch it, you know, and um, our, all of us, all of us thought, man, this dude's happy go lucky all the time. And he's always there for all of us. And then one day he took his life. Wow. That's unreal. So it can be very elusive, but just it's okay to ask, you know? Yeah. Wow. Um, Obviously, a lot of people get to this place because of stress and everyone right now is is dealing with an enormous amount of stress. Um, Job changes. They're stuck in their houses with their families all the time, which I in my life has been a huge blessing. I've gotten to see my boys a whole lot more. But let's be real. okay? you know, if there is a domestic issue, you know, between a wife and a husband, if there was abuse going into this. Can you imagine how the stress would have elevated that situation when you're locked in your home with someone um, and you can't get away from them? I mean, this really, the the amount of stress that has come out of this is just, it's ever going. Um, So how do we try to remove some of that stress from our lives? First, acknowledging it, like, look at what it is, you know, am I around these toxic people? Am I, do I have unresolved things from the past that I just, you know, you hear people say, just don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Mm -hmm. And it could be cultural or you could come from a different era. That's what we did. We just didn't think about it, you know, but I still feel like, you know what, you're going to get screwed that way because uh, the body and the mind will find a day, a way to deal with it, you know, and it'll come out in health issues or um, over shopping, you know, all of these negative things or overeating, whatever it is. And we were just talking about faking that emotion. That's different than setting, setting a plan to be in a good emotion, you know, Mm -hmm. but uh, 
I think the best way we can do is, is watch our emotions what's and and deal with those unresolved things from the past and and tears you know like if you just break down crying I you know there's a lot of people that just say oh I'm sorry I'm crying or or um I don't cry you know right but tears have it's scientific they have healing healing properties they release chem chemicals in our brain that help us resolve or bring traumas to the front or release past stress or deal with stress and they help us move forward. But pushing down isn't going to serve you any purpose. Yeah. Pushing down and not dealing with it. It only creates this horrible situation within yourself and that eventually it will come out like you're saying in either health issues or you explode on someone else in, you know, you never want that to be um, a situation that happens with anyone, obviously, but your family or your children, you know, you, you hear about that happening a lot and there's just absolutely no, no reason to do that. If you are working through it, acknowledging those emotions and trying your hardest to get them out and work through them. And like you say, you know, have a plan of action, like, okay, I'm, I'm sitting in a moment of anger, but once I can get through this and breathe through it and pass it, then I'm going to, I'm going to focus on positivity. I'm going to look for some gratitude, some joy in my life. And I'm going to try to work through that moment. And I will say your next thing on the list is breathing. And that's one thing I have noticed personally that I'm not very good at if I just leave it to my own devices. <laughs> I have to really, I have to really work on it. Um, and my Fitbit is actually, this is not a commercial for Fitbit, but my Fitbit is helped because it has a little breathing exercise for two minutes. It just walks you through a little breathing exercise on there that you can do every day. But I know you're a big believer in, in just breath and oxygen and how much that helps. Talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I think I do. I do a little meditation first thing in the morning. That is a breath meditation. And it's just clearing my lungs and getting new, new oxygen in my lungs. And um, I think it's important because I remember my mom would say that when you were a baby, you were a shallow breather. Um, And, and then when, when I dealt with trauma, um, or even stress now, like, ah, this, and, you know, or I get on and I see news, I'm like, I have to get off. It freaks me out. Yes. Like, really? Yes. And I'm, and I'll start being like, you know, or shallow, that shallow breath or, and it can be very subtle, but now I can pick up on friends of mine and I can pick up on myself if I'm doing that. So when I can, and when I, and I think about it and even it might sound funny, like, you know how some people put timers on their phone for medication, you could put something on your phone just for breathing for 20 seconds. A thousand percent. I do that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and yep. it sounds, but it, but it, it truly does help all of us to breathe. You can live without water for a week, right? Right. To 10 you cannot live without breath. <laughs> so if you're only uh, giving your vessel, your temple, uh, shallow breaths 24 seven, it, you, it, you're, you're constricting your brain. You could have headaches, you know, you're constricting oxygen to all parts of your body. I have to say my husband is really good about helping me with this because he'll notice oh. if I have shallow breath, like he can see it. And so oftentimes if he knows I've had a, a stressful day or a lot's going on when we lay down at night, he'll go, he'll say out loud to me, he'll be like, babe, we need to do some deep breathing. And so oh. I'll follow him. Like he's a drummer. So he has crazy lung capacity because he basically when he sits down behind a drum kit he plays a marathon like he runs a marathon so he has yeah he has this crazy lung capacity so he'll help me like really get into that deep full lung breath and just having someone else that notices that you're not breathing right and going hey I'm gonna do this with you that's a huge help too 
I mean, think about it. I always think uh, I sometimes go, dang, I wish I was a drummer because of all the of all the, the disciplines or all the musicians in the band, that's the backbone. Oh, and yeah. It's the foundation of the house. Have, yeah. And if mm-hmm. you don't have that, that person driving the train, it's going to get derailed, you know. So I absolutely adore that he he catches you and he yeah. says that. You know, and we all need to do that for each other, you know? Yeah. And I try, like, if I'm angry, sometimes he'll do it. And my first initial reaction is defensiveness. You know what I mean? Because because it's coming from your lover. Um, But as soon as I can get past that, I'm like, no, you're right. You're right. Like, and so sometimes it'll snap me out of a moment that I'm even having with him. He's very good about stuff like that. And it can be very annoying. (laughs) I know, but my God, what a great, what a great partner. Oh, I know. He's, he is great. It, It is truly a gift. It really is. And obviously move into the next one. When we breathe better, our posture is better. This is certainly something that I can definitely work on. And I have to say, when I read what you wrote here about posture, Lisa, it is so true about you. When I met you, you seemed, I have to tell everybody if they don't know, you are this tiny framed little woman. Like you are so, you are so tiny and petite and adorable. And so is your mom. Um, but you really like you stand so tall, like you are a superhero. And it's the yeah. way you wrote this is exactly how you look to me. Well, I catch myself if, if, cause, cause it, it, it does bum me out. And I notice if I'm typing, I'm on my computer, like think about the people that do the desk jobs yeah. and you're crunched over and you're downward and inward all day. So sometimes I am at my computer, so I I flip it to a standing desk and I'll pop up. I have this little thing that I say um, to, you know, that little string, hold hold yourself from a string at your sternum and just feel it tugging from the sky, right? Yeah. But the the thing that we say at home is um, chest up, wings out. Oh, I love that. Oh, my God. I just literally got chills. That is my new mantra. Right. Chest up, wings out. See, I told you guys Chest she's up, an angel on out. earth. <laughs> like, bam. And, and we both do that to each other because my mom will catch me like chopping food and she's like, chest up, wings out. Oh, I'm my like, God. Oh, yeah. There you go. That is like, that's a tattoo. That is so good. Isn't I just, that cool? I just love Isn't it. That cool? I love that. That one. is so good. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Um, the next one is a big one for me, hydrating and drinking water. I am such a huge, like an annoying, huge proponent of drinking water. I try to drink about 75 to 100 ounces a day. I like I, if I were like, you know how they make um, little dolls and they always have an accessory. If I were ever yeah. made into a doll, my accessory would be a water bottle. <laughs> totally. Totally. I mean, Tasta, we are like you. I mean, before nine o'clock, I've already probably had about eight cups. Yep, you know? and, totally. And I'm like, I don't want to push all that on people, you know, but if you can really think about it and move it through the day, just start with that half of your body weight in ounces of water. Yeah. And for some people, well, I don't like water. I don't drink water. Okay. Well, how about a flavored tea? Like I love that hibiscus tea, sure. you know, and that that's decaf or mint tea or put some cucumber, you know, make spa water mm-hmm. with some berries and cucumber, whatever. But, and for sure, do your lemon juice in the morning. Yes. You know? do you, I was going to ask you with the lemon juice and the water, that's supposed to be a real flush to the system, like really just getting everything going. Do you do that typically hot or cold? I do like probably two thirds cold. And then I splash a little hot water on top of it. Okay. Just so it, 
it's kind of room temperature. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 But I mean, that's nature's little shower for your intestines. That's yeah. so important. If you're laying there all night and the gunk's building up, um, it helps flesh it out. Also, it'll help you, you know, do a bowel movement, all that stuff. Absolutely. It just gets everything moving. There is nothing more important in the world than drinking water. If my son is having a moment or a meltdown, the first thing my husband and I will say is, boy, you need some water and we'll start getting him some water. And uh, if kids don't like water, what we do is we give him like, if you're looking at like an eight ounce glass, we'll give him like six ounces of water, top it off with apple juice. And yeah, and he's fine. It's like sweet water. He's totally fine with it. He doesn't get juice by itself, but that's what he thinks juice is. And we're okay with that. (laughs) One day he'll figure out that that's not juice and he'll be so pissed, but that's fine. Yeah. Oh, I know. No, I know. I have a girlfriend. She does the same with her kids. Some some uh that's how I got the hibiscus water she calls it at home to her kids you want some hibiscus juice oh (laughs) that's brilliant see that's my kind of mama (laughs) and she puts a little honey in it and they're like yes yeah that's hilarious yeah my son uh, I ask him if he wants chocolate milk we don't drink milk in our house um, but he thinks it's chocolate milk but it's actually a protein a really super duper healthy chocolate protein shake with a whole cup of veggies in it he has no idea (laughs) (laughs) I love it I love it right speaking of veggies let's talk about food you and I are also huge advocates of healthy real food yes I mean, there's no substitute for it. And so uh, people are like, well, I don't know. I go to I go to Costco and it says organic and it's all healthy, but it's all in a damn package. That's right. right. So that's the Aussie bites, all those things. Yes. Yes. So I'm like, just make it simple. What would your grandmother have gone shop for? She would have got apples from the farmer's market mm-hmm. or you know, her vegetables, all those water-based foods. She wouldn't be shopping in the, in the center aisles of the store getting canned and packaged things like organic potato chips. That's you know? exactly like, right. Yep. If I want those things, I make a roasted you know, chip or something, mm-hmm. you know, but, but I, you got to do the fresh fruit. A rule of thumb in a grocery store is stay on the outer limits. Just don't even go to the center aisles because that's where everything packaged and processed is. If you can just do the produce department and if you're a meat eater, we're not. But if you are, uh, you know, you can go to the meat department and try to do as healthy and sustainable as you can find in a grocery store. I do highly, highly recommend doing your research, finding out where your food is from, because even things that do say organic or, you know, are labeled as such in a mass grocery store typically are not. Uh, But there are great companies, great farms that will do it right we get our fresh veggies from a farm just outside of sacramento um and then we also have started growing our own stuff which is so exciting there is nothing like growing your own food picking it and cooking it is just like talk about superhero i feel like a superhero and it just tastes so much better oh man does it ever i could probably talk to you uh, because i love to talk about healthy way of eating. I mean, I could talk to you all day about food. Oh you know? yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I know you and I completely align. And I do want to say like a lot of people get frustrated, especially hearing this from a vegetarian or a vegan, like people get right. very defensive about that. And I, Jay is not a vegetarian. Um, you know, I don't, right. I don't push that life on people. That is a personal choice to me. And I understand Uh, you know, making a huge shift like that is a big ask. I also understand that, you know, a lot of people with veggies, you know, it's hard to, for people to find time to cook. It's hard to do this. It's hard to do that. I get it. But trust me when I say I have two radio shows, a TV show, a podcast, and my husband and I own a music center. I'm busy. Like I get it, but you you can still, you can still find time 
to cook simple things that don't take up a ton of time. You can find um, delivery services that will send you real healthy food that's already measured and cut up and you put it together. Um, you know, there's organic greens. There's a company called Organifi that I truly believe right, in. Right. Um, and I, if I don't have time to get my greens in, I'll put those in my protein shake, mix it up, and I've gotten a huge blast of greens. There are ways. Trust me, if you do the research, there's ways. There's simple ways. And, and some people don't like to cook. So if that's, or they just want to grill a steak and have some salad, but I'm like, I don't want to put all those components together. Right. There's salad, there's salad kits, you know, there's yep. like, just throw it out of the bag, blam, put it in there, but get your vegetables, you yes. know, get those uh, water content foods are, are super. And I eat a lot of fruit. So yeah, um, we do I too. the benefit of that as well. And, and I, and the way that I make it simple, and this is all from Ayurvedic style of eating is just eat within the seasons, because if you're eating a, um, say, um, an eggplant and it's not in your season, it's not going to do your system as well as if you're eating it in that season, you know, same with citrus, uh, or berries. Like I said, berries keep you cold, cooler in the summer. And when I found that out, I was like, Oh, that makes total sense. Oh, absolutely. Eating within season and within region. I've done a lot of reading on this. I think I have a lot to learn. I didn't know until I watched this documentary on uh, Netflix called rotten. Have you seen that? Yes, I have. Yep. Oh, Lordy. Yep. (laughs) That's your girl right there. When I watched that thing about the avocados from Mexico, it freaked me out. There's avocado cartels. Oh, yes. So I I am not eating a Mexican avocado because of what those people go through. I'll eat an American avocado and that's it. And sometimes I can't find them. It's very hard sometimes. And that's why I highly recommend finding a a certified farm around your area. Look, it doesn't have to be within 10 miles. Like I said, ours, we live in San Francisco Bay and ours is in Sacramento, but at least I know it's within my region and I'm supporting a local farm, you know, because I grew up on a, on a ranch. So yeah. So you get it. Eat within your region. I love it. I mean, we shop at the farmer's market where we live. There's one, there's a farmer's market here every single day. Oh God. I'm so jealous. (laughs) The jealousy is real. That would be amazing. uh, They're just throwing the vegetables at us. Yeah. It's great for me. Speaking of health too, I got to talk about movement. I, like I said, I run, everyone knows I'm a workout fiend. I work out about six days a week and my seventh day is usually some sort of movement still with yoga or walking or Pilates. Uh, What is your movement? And like you and I both agree, movement is definitely medicine. Like this morning, I took a walk at the ocean for almost an hour and I love to be barefoot in the sand Mm. and be, be at the ocean. So that's my thing. And then also I do dancing with my mom because I laughter is a big thing. And sometimes we'll look at each other and she's like, do your disco move. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, okay, I look like an ass, but I'm going to do it. And then, uh, or sometimes I'll be doing my best version of the robot. Oh my God. I (laughs) love it. So we do that. And then we do weights, you know? Yes. Like I know you're big on that and you actually inspired me with your Facebook posts. I'm like, man, she's doing those weights. I got to pick my weights up and do them more. Throw them more into the week than I was. Oh my gosh. I, I love, I love that you said that. That makes me happy because a lot of people get annoyed by fitness posts, but I'm like, you know what, if I can inspire one person to get out there and move their body, then it's worth it. I, the other 50 people I pissed off, they're just gonna have to deal with it. (laughs) It's fine. I I mean, it's not healthy for us to not move. I mean, you can get edema in your legs, right? You can, I mean, you've got to get oxygen flowing. And, and I say movement is a huge piece, like the breathing and the movement, because I remember one of my friends, um, just her husband had died as well. And she was, I remember I called her and she's like, 
I'm laying in bed and I said, could you just put one foot outside of the bed, you mm. know, or, and she told me, um, that, that was her thing, you know, like yeah. if you put her foot out on the floor, that was her step. That was her day. But that's and how so, it starts. Like if you can do that one it. thing. And I've had other friends like that too. Yeah. And if you could just do whatever that one thing is, like, I'm going to walk to the kitchen today, yeah. you know, but maybe you make a game out of it. Or, or, or I remember there was a friend of mine. She's like, I'm picking you up and we're going to walk around the block. And I was fighting that, you know, like, yeah. oh, I got to do that, you know, but I was like, okay, if I could just do that. And it, again, that gets your body wake, moving, digestive process, circulatory system, you know, all of it. Those endorphins moving. It's, it's so true. That's how I learned to run too. Like when I first started running a few years ago, I just ran down the block. And then the next day it was another block. And then I worked my way up to a mile um, over time, wow. and, you know, and then I just started running. And before I knew it, I was running half marathons, but it took, it took a long time, you know, and it was just that moment of getting your shoes on. I swear to you, Lisa, half the battle sometimes is just getting started, just lacing those sneakers up like that yeah. is like, oh my God, how could I ever get dressed to work out? But once you're dressed, once you have those sneakers on and you're ready to go work out, whatever that workout might be, it, once you get started, you never regret it. I have never once in my life done a workout and went, man, I wish I hadn't done that. Never. Like no. that's never happened. No. So, and you know, your, your two million year old brain is going to kick in and go, you know what? It's foggy outside. I'm not doing that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. It's like, just say, you know what, let me put the, sh lace the shoes on, stand outside and start doing it and just know? start and, moving and then just go. We don't get to negotiate this. That's exactly know? right. Yeah. And I That's just, you know, <laughs> I also want to say for people who are differently abled, cause I know like not everyone, I want to acknowledge that not everyone can move yeah. their body. You know, I've had friends yeah. who have injured themselves in on the lower half of their body and then they just, you know, they work the top half or they did breathing exercises or they meditated or they, whatever you're able to do, do what you can with what you've got. I think that's the, the, the moral of the story, um, just to be able and to move and center yourself. It's so true. And also, yeah, I mean, I'm not saying everybody can do this. Like there's days my mom, uh, just says, you know what, I'm going to do my whole exercise routine in my chair. Yeah. Or if you, or if you get an, uh, uh, an injury from running or something, yep. you're going to be, you're going to be working in your chair for the next three weeks. Right. That's you know? exactly right. So, but you could still do upper body. You could still do weights. And there's another thing that my mom lo loves and I do too, that I should say to people is, I don't know if you've ever heard about brain gym, but it's all over YouTube and it's for kids and adults. And because they say lots of times, if you're again at a desk job, you're not crossing your limbs over your hemispheres, right? Over your hemisphere uh, to engage the left and the right side of the brain. Everybody should check out brain gym. Oh, I'll check that out helps with your cognitive functioning too. Brain gym. And, okay. Yeah. So that's a big one. And the next one is sleep. Sleep is, oh. ugh, sleep is elusive to me because I have, I have so many passion projects and jobs and all the things, but I do go to bed very early and I also wake up very, very early. So I do very much try to get as much sleep as possible and I nap Anytime Cody naps, I nap. I make that a rule. Yeah. If the kid's asleep, I'm asleep. I'm impressed that you, I mean, I wish I could take naps. I, I guess that's my little meditation times in the day if I can do that. But I'm always impressed with people that nap. Yeah. You know, it's important. It's super important. And, um, you know, insomnia, it can really lead to anxiety and, and of course, poor brain function. So I know that 
that's hard for some people. And then there's some people that are just night owls. Yeah. Right? So I think um, what I've learned and studied is the best time of sleeping is between 10 and 2 a.m., right? You're getting your REM, you're doing all of that. And that's when healing is beginning for your um for your liver, for your body, you know, or if you can't do that, do it between 10 and 2 p.m. Like maybe that's your nap time, maybe because of your work schedule. Yeah, that's so interesting. When I saw on your notes that you wrote or 10 to 2 p.m., I was like, oh, wow, I had never thought about that specifically. Yeah. And, you know, sleep is so valuable for some they need less. You know, I, I like the eight hours. Some people are great at five or six, you know, but I haven't gotten there yet. And, and then I do things like magnesium before bed, because sometimes I can't sleep. I'm like, Oh no, this is not going to happen. But the magnesium or a hot Epsom salt bath always seems to work for me. I did take magnesium for the longest time and I still do, but I also have implemented and this, I just want to say, is not for everybody, but CBD. I'm a huge believer in CBD. Oh, okay. uh, my CBD does not have THC in it. So I know a lot of people don't understand that there is a difference, but there is a difference. It's not weed. It doesn't get you high. You don't feel any of that. But I have these little vegan CBD gummies with melatonin in them. So oh, yeah, good. so if I'm having a day like that, because I actually fall asleep typically before the sun is down for at least half the year. So, you know, because I go to bed at 8, 8 or 8.30. So it's sometimes it's hard to shut it off when you know, like, the day is not done. Um, So I do believe in that. But whatever works for you, whether it's magnesium or CBD or melatonin, whatever, if there is, um, you know, something of the natural variety, I I would love to recommend that because it does it does definitely help. And then, oh, I didn't say, too, you know, and I know we all know this is get off the devices, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But um, I do uh, if I am having a hard time sometimes I'll just read like a few pages and that conks me out too um on that note too Lisa I want to point out I started about six months ago started uh, sleeping with my phone outside of our bedroom um in our bathroom I would plug it in um at eight o'clock is my rule I plug it in I put it in my bathroom and I close the door um, now I do have a Fitbit on that's connected to it. So if my phone rings, it will alert me. So my mom knows like if she needs to call me, she still can. There are people that know, you know, my schedule and that if they really need me and it's emergency, I'll feel a vibration on my arm, but all my notifications are turned off. Everything else is turned off and it's away from me. Um, because that blue light coming out of your screen, it actually signals your brain to stay awake. Yes, it it really does. It's major. And I know we're, you know, we all get addicted to that, but just like cut the cord, I like to say. (laughs) Yeah, literally (laughs) make it happen. Set yourself a bedtime timer and put yourself to bed like a kid. Like a kid has a bedtime. You should have a bedtime too. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, We've talked about meditation just a little bit on here, but I know this is a real, like a real big one for you. And I have been working on meditating myself. Um, I've been using the Calm app, which I really like. Do you use that? No, I do different meditations now. Um, I have Gaia TV. Have you ever heard of that? Yes, you sent it to me. Yeah. Oh, it's amazing. And there's tons of meditations. And then I pick up other ones as long along the way. But um, I'm a big believer in that because of neuroplasticity. I mean, that's the one thing I know other than yoga that's going to re, you know, uh, reconfigure our brains. Yeah. I definitely meditate the moment I wake up and um, I build time in like I don't get I don't get out of bed right away, you know, and I'll do the meditation and then at night. And that's helped me with stress and trauma from and there's people like I know, like I was one of them. I was like, you got to be kidding me. I am never going to be a meditator. Right. Right. So I 
I remember years ago, I started with walking meditations mm-hmm. like you do. With, you do it with running. Yeah. And oh my gosh, I was like, this is, this is amazing. You know. So then, then I got it to sitting meditations and now I can do a pretty long sit. That's amazing. It's good for people um, to start with moving meditation who have a hard time sitting still. And I am one of those people. Yeah. I'm always moving. I'm always, as my mom says, piddling around the house. I'm always doing yeah. something, right? And so to me, like even on my run, still to this day, a lot of times I'll have my headphones in and there's nothing on. It's just that they're there to... I heard you say that. Yeah. I thought that was brilliant yeah it just blocks out the noise also to be frank it stops fr- people from talking to you sometimes <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, yeah so that you can have that little selfish time with yourself that you need so badly and so I started with that but now I've I've moved on to the calm app and I do highly recommend it and the one thing I will say about meditation is I don't want people to be intimidated by the thought of sitting still quiet for 20 minutes it does not have to be that no. just start with five minutes and and work from there I mean I remember when I thought five was huge yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, my God, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> but but uh, but five, if you can just do three or five, you know, just and if that's it for you, you know, um, good things, good things come from it. You'll be surprised. Absolutely. Completely agree. Yeah. You and I both agree on gratitude journals. I, I think I've kind of yeah. already on this podcast beat it to death, but I am a huge gratitude journal person. Every single morning I write down things I'm uh, grateful for. Uh, what is your gratitude practice look like? I like, I'll do that in meditation. I don't write it all the time, Uh uh, but I do it. I do it in meditation. And I, and I, um, I like to, I call it like stacking them. I like to see them, see the ones that I'm grateful for that have happened that are in the past and all the ones that, uh, that are coming that I, that I am creating or have yet to know, you know, I say, thank you for it all. And, um, I can remember, and I make a point of this gratitude. It's so important because there's enough stress in the world. There's enough uh, depression. There's enough hard stuff going on. You know, you're not hearing about kitties being born on the news right now. You know what I'm saying? Right. (laughs) So I find that I just keep finding all those good things to be thankful for. I mean, even my dear, dear husband, I am thankful for all that I had. Mm -hmm. And, and so I say, thank you every day for that for him. And I just keep thinking, you know, you've heard that, that thing, that scientific thing for every, for every one negative thought, you got to pop in five, five positive thoughts or for every one negative thing you've said now say five kind things, you know? So I, I'm always like stacking them and saying, thank you. That's so good. I really love that stacking idea. I think that's a good visual yeah. too, you know, to kind of have in your head. I write them down by myself in the morning. Yeah. Um, but also at night during prayer with my son, every single night we talk about what we're grateful for that happened oh. that day. So whether it was we saw bees, he's obsessed with bees. Whether we saw bees pollinating on our walk, uh, we'll talk about that. Or we're grateful for yoga time with mommy and daddy. Or we're grateful that we had pirate time today or whatever it is, just so he can start to learn from this age. And so gratitude and being grateful for and acknowledging good things that happen throughout the day will always be something he knows. Like he won't have a memory of not doing that. You know, I'm just trying to set him up early to make that a part of his practice. And you're creating little anchors for him everywhere. Like, you know, he can recollect, Mm -hmm. man, I, I was really happy about this, you know, or yeah. when he, he'll have, he'll have his rep, his menu list of good things to think about. Right. And I think so, so often we, you, there's nothing good. I can't think of anything. I don't have anything, you know, but it's like, no, you have accomplishments. You have people that are appreciative of you. You have things to be thankful for. And, um, 
you have all the things that you're creating right now in the future, yep. you know, so those are the things I just, I keep saying we've got to be so grateful for every, each and every moment. Well, it's true. And the more, I think the most powerful thing about gratitude is the more you acknowledge it, the more there is, because if you go through yeah. your day looking for little things to be grateful for, to write down or say out loud, you'll start finding them everywhere. You know, yeah. it's, it really is remarkable. It's, it's, it's like that with everything. If you're, if you want to find something, you'll find it. If you want to find negativity and hatred and awfulness, you'll find that very quickly. If you want to find little slices of joy and things that make you happy, you can also find that every day. So it really is your choice you know, what you decide to put your focus on. And it's also a practice. And I think this is a wonderful way to end because I actually call it a gratitude practice. I also call my yoga a yoga practice. Um, and I think it's really important what you said here, Lisa, about being patient with yourself and yeah. and committed to it. Right. And um, it, is, it is a practice. And I just want to say about that gratitude, one last little thing is um, – if you have to reverse engineer it, whatever it gets, however you get there, some people do go to the negative first, mm -hmm. but you know what? Those negative experiences that I've had, I can even say thank you to those because those have made me the person I am today, or those have taught me, oh, I'm not going to do that again. I'm going to do it this way. So, yeah. you know, go that way. And it is a practice like, and for God's sakes, you know, like the brain wants to run the show and, and it'll get those repetitive thoughts and images and negativity and all that going. So I like to say, don't believe everything you think, you know, because yes. we may be trying to come up with some false perception of it and it, you know, or, or we, you know, you see those little funny vid videos about somebody texting and, and the, and you get pissed off, like, how come they said it like that? You know? Yeah. And it's like, no, they didn't mean it at all that way. Right. You know, so just be patient with yourself and just get back on it and do it again. It's you know? so true. I tend to have, um, sort of a dark mind first. And I, when I say that, if I say that to people, it always seems to surprise them because I think I come off as like a very naturally happy, go lucky, light kind of person. And I try very hard to be that way. But my first initial reaction is typically dark. It's just the way I'm built. It's the way my brain is. Yeah. I get it from my father. I always expect the worst. Um, like if, so, if I haven't heard from somebody, they're definitely dead. Like, I mean, I'm just a little right, bit dramatic. Right. You know what I mean? I just, <laughs> yes. which I'm going to be in a world of hurt as my son grows up and becomes a teenager It is going to be awful. Um, but, oh, but I'm glad you said that Lisa, if you start with the negative, it's okay to reverse engineer because yeah. that's literally what I do with every day of my life. Every thought that I have, I, and th maybe that's why I am so aware and always pushing on these self-awareness things is because I, I have to, because my brain is built that way. And I've accepted that that's part Part of how I am. And this yeah. is how I reverse engineer it. I love the way that you put that. That's great. Well, I think it gives permission to people to, to, to go in that way. Maybe you're going through the back door instead of the front door and in whatever way you get there, mm -hmm. it's okay. And don't be hard on yourself about it. I mean, that's just you knowing yourself all the better. Yeah, you know? exactly. I think if you can catch it, you know, like I'm going to be pissed off about this. And yep. there's a reason why. And I learned from it. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and, and, and I'm thankful or I'll see, you know, I'll see something on social media and my, like if your initial reaction is to like, excuse my language, talk shit. I will literally yes. say out loud, I need to be a better human. And Jay will like laugh at me. Cause he knows like, I was just about to say something crappy and I'm not going to say it. Yeah. I'm going to remind myself, be a better human. Don't judge. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, it's just really is stopping those negative patterns. Like even if you yeah. have to be a crazy person, 
person and say it out loud to yourself, that's fine. <laughs> it's okay. And I, and I have caught that too. I think judging is a big thing. We want to go there because that ju- we go there because, wow, they're different from us. And I wouldn't think that way. And blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. But I catch myself and I'm like, don't be a judger yeah. because you don't want nobody judging you that's and, exactly right. and you don't know how it is. Maybe that's real for them. Maybe that's their way. And, um, it's different from me, you know? So I, I don't know it, maybe it's easier cause I'm a Libra. I can go there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a lot yeah. to judge on social media. So it's a constant habit. Yeah. I think trying to snap ourselves out of it. You know, I love that you said, uh, on here as well about 2020, because we know, uh, 2020 has served us up a lot so far and we're only yeah. halfway through it. Uh, but I absolutely said that I love that you said your motto is 2020. You are not running me. I am running you. Amen to that. That is so great. Yeah. I have to think about that and catch myself because at first I was like, man, this is over. And you know where it caught me is when you said in your podcast, wait a minute now, everybody, just catch it. We just got through the first six months, but the next six months can be different. And when you said that, it had a big impact on our home and and our our mom and I talked about it. And I'm like, you know what? She's right. Mm. 2020 doesn't get to run the rest of this year just because this is the way it is. Right. We're I'm going to run this show. Not that. Not I, 20. <laughs> I love that. That makes me so happy because it's very easy every day when you wake up and you see tough news as we are right now. It's very easy to just go, ah, oh, screw it. Just throw the whole damn year away. Look towards, yeah. look towards New Year's Eve and call it right. But you have yeah. to think about what you're calling. You're calling an entire six months of your life. And at this point you're calling the holiday season and you're calling, you know, joyful moments. Yeah. And, and we can't just, we just can't, we can't give up we and can't we cannot. We can't give the negativity or Satan or whatever you believe. We cannot yeah. give them the power. So I love your motto. I'm going to live by that. But most importantly, too, what I took from this, chest up, wings out. I swear to you, I might chest get that up, as a tattoo out. on my body. I mean, <laughs> if you can just do that. And, and and I just want to say my little part. And it was, I didn't intend to make it like, hey, I'm plugging the show or anything. But I thought, I really have thought, like, why did she name it Rock Your Life? You know, like yeah. in the beginning, right? Yeah. It just I was thinking that. And then I was like, wait a minute if I'm going to rock my life, I'm going to really rock this. And am I just responding? Am I on the dragon's tail, letting the world take me and, and well, it's because this happened, you know, or that happened and, you know, and, and not owning my stuff. I'm like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to work from the internal out and I'm not going to let external and circumstances dictate my life. So I'm like, am I serving myself? Well, am I making the right choices? Well, if I am, you know, and I'm grabbing some of these tools, then I, then I think I get to rock, call it that I am rocking my life. Oh gosh. You just gave me all the goosies. I love that. That's exactly why I named it that because it really is just that simple, um, idea every day of like whatever you're doing that day, whether it's spending it with your family, live it as wonderfully as you can rock it, you know, yes. like be yes. happy, be joyful, go on that walk, do that thing, play pirates with your kids. Or if you're recording a podcast, you know, really do the due diligence and put your heart into it, you know, and yes. that's, that's why I kind of not just with this podcast, but in, in real life too, you know, I live with my heart on my sleeve because as far as we know, we yes. only do this once, although you and I were definitely yeah. related in another life, but, but 
yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, I just feel like you got to put all of your energy into whatever you're doing and just live as loud and bold and proud and positive as you possibly can. So yeah. I, I am so honored that you were um, willing to spend an hour of your day with me today. Like that is just beyond, uh, it is Thank really beyond. You. Thank you so much for being here today, but also just for being my friendly. So you really, you really are such a light. I mean, from the second I met you and like I said, you know, you and I haven't known each other for that long, which is so strange to me, but uh, you're kind of one of those friends, you know, as you go through life, you'll have friends that you don't see very often or that you don't get right, to talk right. to as often. But when you do, you're right back where you were. You and I yeah. started immediately in that place. And I just, I yeah. love you to death. And I really am grateful oh, for your soul. You're such a good human. I love you too, Miss Chasta. And I knew the second we met, it was like heart meld. You know? Yes, yes. And, <laughs> yes. And, um, yeah, I'm truly grateful you're doing this podcast because I'm like, you're reaching our community and, yeah. and we need each other right now and we need to hear each other. And like I said, even, even, and we don't always do, we don't always do this right. Like you say, you go to the dark place. Sometimes I'm yeah. like, oh, shit. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. Ah, I got this you know, what is going on? I, I get frustrated. And then I'm like, wait a minute, pedal down, pedal down, yeah. down shit <laughs> and catch this, you know? So I just want people to know it's okay to not get it right. A hundred percent of the time, just, we all do. And I keep saying that to myself, just do the best you can in this yeah. moment or, you know, whatever it is. And it's all about just catching that moment and then turning it yeah. around. And I'm so grateful for your list. And I just want to make sure everybody knows that I'm going to make this a PDF, put it on the website. So chastalyn.com uh, that's where you'll find everything for rock your life including this you can print it out hang it you know in your your bathroom by your mirror wherever you need to do yeah uh, just to give you you know little reminders uh, every day of the tools that you have in your toolbox to retake control of what's happening in your life and and make it the best that it possibly can be and yeah. uh, Lisa, I am I'm so grateful for you. I love the shit out of you. And uh, please give your mama a huge hug for me. And uh, she you, adores you. Oh, I adore her too. <laughs> she is just the cutest. We've got to get together. Well, obviously with COVID, uh, that's questionable. But as soon as we well, can, <laughs> we will be. And please, everybody, I just adore and love all of you. And I know that we're all here for each other. I mean, we're all one energy you That's know right. yeah we need oh. more positivity and more joy and light in this world than we ever I think have ever so we're gonna yeah. focus on that exactly. put all the good out all the good juju we possibly can <laughs> yep exactly all exactly. right sweetheart well you give That's your mom a big old hug and I love you and we'll talk soon okay all right all right bye-bye Wow, what a powerful and enlightening conversation with Miss Lisa Montrose. I'm so grateful to her for coming on and chatting with us today. Uh, she said a lot of important things, and I hope that you were able to pick something out of this that you can put into use in your life, whether you're dealing with serious, heavy grief or you're just trying to get through the day that presents itself to you during COVID-19. We've all dealt with a river of emotions during the last several months, and it's hard sometimes to figure out how to deal with those emotions and how to get through the day. So I pray that something resonated with you today. I just want to mention a few things. Number one, as I mentioned in the beginning of this podcast, the Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are dealing with serious depression, anxiety, or suicidal thoughts, please reach out to someone. If you need someone at that hotline, the number is 1-800-273-8255. Pay attention to your friends and family who may be putting up red flags on social media. If someone says something that doesn't sit right with you, feel free to reach out to them. 
and ask them if they're okay and offer a helping hand. Also, there are so many options on therapy these days. Thank God for technology that has made its way to 2020. Uh, You can get help online on apps even. There are multiple great online and app services where you can have therapy. Talkspace is a very highly uh, regarded and reviewed app. This is not a, an ad for them. I've never even used them, but I've been doing a lot of reading about Talkspace. Uh, you can speak to a licensed therapist with a simple, secure app like Talkspace or OnlineTherapy.com. If you just simply Google online therapy apps, you can see tons of options, reviews, and a lot of people telling their story of how these therapy apps have helped them. I hope we've helped you in some way today. If you ever need me, you can always reach out. My email is chastaonair at gmail.com. On social media, on Facebook, I am at Chasta Radio. Twitter is Chasta, and I most often hang out on Instagram. You can find me there at Chasta Lynn, C-H-A-S-T-A-L-Y-N-N. Chastalyn.com is also my website. That is where the PDF lives with Lisa's Toolbox to help you with grief. So everything we talked about today will be on that four-page PDF. Again, chastalyn.com. If you want to go check that out, feel free to share it on social, print it out, do whatever you need to do to help you out. All right, you guys, thank you so much for spending time with us today. We really appreciate your time. And until we talk again, remember, rock your life.